Hey, this is Jay. Welcome back to the Zombies Ate My Poodle podcast. This is a podcast where I'm reading my story, Zombies Ate My Poodle, also known as Zamp, uh, a chapter at a time as I turn it into an audiobook. In the last chapter, Amy rescued Zack in the mall with her own mannequin trick, and then Jeffrey got to show a trick of his own when he retrieved Zack's backpack. Let's join them again and see if they can finally get that zombie cure. Three, two, one. Chapter 21, Coded Messages It was just afternoon when Zack and Amy finally arrived at the university, only to find a tall brick wall around the entire campus. All the entries were sealed shut, and zombies gathered around, pushing against the bars of the tall iron gates. After discovering every opening to the university was barricaded and teeming with zombies, they settled down behind some dense shrubbery to brainstorm ideas and have something to eat. We can see people moving in the buildings beyond the wall, but how do we get past the zombies? Amy cuddled Pookie and chewed on part of a protein bar. Could we make a distraction and draw them away from one of the gates? Zack thought about it and then slowly nodded. That might work, but the people inside would have to know about it and be ready to unlock one of the gates. And we can't exactly jump up and down and wave to get their attention. We'd attract too much of the wrong attention. Let's signal them. You have a flashlight in your backpack, right? Zack raised his eyebrows. Yeah, but I'm not sure. We'll signal them with Morse code. With a quiet laugh, Zack said, Good one. Nobody knows Morse code. His laughter tapered off as he realized Amy wasn't laughing with him. Oh, were you serious? My uncle is an amateur radio operator, and he taught me last summer, Amy said proudly. Of course, it means someone inside the university will also have to know, but with the big science department they have, I'll bet at least a few people in there know Morse code. Zack grabbed his backpack and roused Jeffrey, who was sleeping on his back with all four feet in the air. Then let's find some place where we can get high enough for the flashlight to be seen from as many of the university buildings as possible. We should be able to find a two-story house somewhere close where the people are dead. His voice stopped, and he looked down at the ground. It's okay, said Amy. I know what you mean. She put Pookie back in the picnic basket and got ready to go. We'll need to wait until it starts to get dark so they can see the flashing light, and we're going to need to figure out some way to cause a distraction big enough to get the zombies away from the gate. Zack peered from behind the shrubs, not seeing anything except cars parked on the curb up and down the street, empty houses, some laundry flapping in the breeze on a line in a backyard. Hmm. He turned, grinned at Amy, and waggled his eyebrows. I have a plan. After finding a nearby house that appeared to be empty, the back door was standing open as if someone had left in a hurry, Zack and Amy snuck inside and checked to make sure there were no surprises waiting for them. Then they closed all of the curtains, moving them slowly so as not to attract attention from the zombies on the street, and got to work figuring out the details of the new plan. Two hours later, and after a snack from food they scrounged in the pantry, Zack asked, "'What time do you think we should start signaling?' We don't want to wait until it's pitch black before we launch the plan. Amy peeked out the window to see how dark it was getting and said, I think we could probably start trying to get their attention in about 20 minutes. We don't want to wait too long in case it takes a little bit longer to find someone who can understand Morse code over there. And it should be getting dusk by then, so the flashlight will show up well. Good, said Zack. That'll give me enough time to make sure my scarecrow is ready. Amy looked at Zack and said, Okay, I think this is probably a good plan but are you sure you can get everything to work the way you said? Zack pushed away from the table and said as he stood, Of course, no sweat, but I'll give everything a final look just to make sure. 
As he walked toward the garage to finish tweaking his props, he thought to himself, I've seen something like it on TV, so it should work. Thirty minutes later, both kids were in an upstairs bedroom window looking toward the university buildings. Amy had found a flashlight in the abandoned house that was brighter than the one Zach had in his backpack, so that was the one she used. Zach opened the curtains just enough to send the flashlight beam toward the university and to be able to see any signal sent back to them. Amy looked through the curtains and said, That's weird. You can see lights in the buildings. They have electricity. Zach peered out. They must have a generator. That's probably how they were able to work on the zombie cure. Turning on the flashlight, Amy started shining the flashlight beam back and forth across the windows in the buildings on campus facing them. Is that Morse code? No, said Amy. I just need to get their attention before I start actually sending the code. Help me watch for anybody standing near the windows looking this way. Several minutes passed and then both Zach and Amy at the same time said, There! It was too far away to see details, but a person passing one of the windows on the second floor of the university had stopped and appeared to be looking straight at them. Amy aimed the flashlight right at that window and started sending an SOS. Three short flashes, three long flashes, three short flashes, murmured Amy as she worked the switch on the flashlight. The person standing in the window didn't move, and Amy repeated the sequence. Three short flashes, then three long flashes, and finally another three short flashes. At that, the person in the university seemed to jump and then took off at a run away from the window. Oh no, exclaimed Zach. Why did they leave? Just give them a minute, Amy said. A lot of people know that three short, three long, and three short flashes of light or sound is an SOS signal. Maybe they went to find somebody who knows Morse code or to get a flashlight. I'll just keep trying to signal anybody while we wait. Turning the flashlight back on, she continued to sweep the beam back and forth across the windows of the university buildings. A few minutes later, Amy's guess proved correct when several people ran up to the window and started flashing a light back at Zach and Amy. Yes, Zach said and grabbed for the paper and pen they had ready. For the next little while, Amy sent messages with the flashlight and dictated replies to Zach, who wrote them down. By the time it was dark enough for the streetlights to come on, although they didn't come on since the electricity still wasn't working, everything had been said that needed to be said, and it was time to put the plan into action. Alright, that's it for chapter 21. So they've made contact with people in the university, but they still have to get in there, and the plan includes a scarecrow that Zach has made? Now remember, you can get a copy of the complete Zombies Ate My Poodle book at Amazon or Apple Books. It's complete and ready for you to download and read from beginning to end. Uh, if you forget, don't worry, I'll probably remind you at least 10 more times. See you in the next episode.